Wendigo Board, the legendary producer is closing in on two separate deals to offload a share of music income streams and other assets to Shamrock Holdings and Universal Music Group. The deals, which were sought by Dre's longtime attorney, Peter Paterno, were being pitched for a combined sum of $250 million. While the final sale price won't quite be that high, a source close to the rap mogul said the figure will still be well above $200 million. The assets, which net almost $10 million in annual income, include artist royalties from two of Dr. Dre's solo albums and his share of NWA artist royalties, his producer royalties, and the songwriter's share of his song catalog, where he doesn't own publishing, which may include tracks from Blockbuster 1992 debut LP, The Chronic. These account for between 75 and 90% of the package's revenue and is likely being acquired by Shamrock. UMG is said to be purchasing the remaining 10-25% generated by owned assets, including the master recording of The Chronic, which is due to be transferred from Death Row Records to Dre in August. UMG's portion also includes Dre's share of Kendrick Lamar's releases through Aftermath's joint deal with Interscope and Top Dog Entertainment, and possibly some publishing, although it's unclear which portion of his catalog that would include. The bundle of assets doesn't, however, include his ownership stake in Aftermath, which he founded in 1996 and co-owns with UMG's Interscope. The deal continues a recent trend of hip-hop stars making major bangs on their music rights. Last year, Future sold his publishing catalog between 2004 and 2020 to Influence Media Partners for an eight-figure sum. That deal included 612 songs in total, including hits like Life is Good and Jumpman with Drake, King's Dead with Kendrick Lamar, Selfish with Rihanna, Low Life with The Weeknd, and Mad Sauce. Before that, Public Enemy's Chuck D sold his full songwriter's share of royalties and half of his copyright interest as the publisher to reach music. And y'all want to keep silent. Why? Music.com and right here we got Waka Flocka Flame talking about how he was a slave free All right, I'm gonna break down what a publishing deal is here. So when you release a song, there's two copyrights on the song. You have the sound recording and you have the composition. The sound recording is the actual music that's out in the world, that's on Spotify, that we hear, that we dance to, that we see. You collect royalties off of that. So what you get from Distro Kid. Beanie Baby, TuneCore, that's from the sound recording. That's the music. The composition is the idea of the music, the lyrics. That's where you get the publishing. So, for example, my song, Don't Sleep. The actual music of Don't Sleep, I slept, hard, but like when y'all groove into that shit, that's my sound recording. But the actual lyrics of I slept hard, I slept hard, like, I don't even know what the fuck the lyrics are. If I had a performing record. But like me writing that simple ass shit, that's the composition. That's what I get publishing on. So if any of y'all ever use those lyrics, y'all own me publishing. Well, Watts again, he signed a record deal for his sound recording under Warner Brothers Music, and he signed a publishing deal under Warner Chapter, essentially the publishing arm of Warner Brothers. What a publishing deal is, let's take Don't Sleep Again, for example. The song fucking nice. They see y'all listen to it. It got millions of streams. People connected with it. They see people have done a dance video. Hey, Dorian, we like that song. We want to get that song played in TV, in movies, and in video games. In exchange for us doing that, we're going to own a percentage of the publishing. And every time you get synced in a movie or TV or video game, we're going to give you a check up front in advance. We're going to give you publishing that we'll recoup based on how we shop it. And you'll be able to collect royalties because you own the sound recording. Sounds like a win-win, right? If you do a one-off with the publishing for a song that's already bubbling, it is a win-win. But they don't do the one-off. What Walker just said right here, they had him in a commitment deal. That means, hey, Dorian, don't sleep fucking nine. We want to get the publishing on that. But we not only get don't sleep, you have to commit 
for giving us at least 15 commercially viable records a year that we can shop for singers. How do we decide what's commercially viable? It's up to us. What does that mean? Not only will they own the publishing on Don't Sleep, they are already going to own the publishing on songs I ain't even created yet. So if I want to write a dedication song to my daughter Nova down the line, they already own the publisher on that because I'm in a fucking commitment deal. Once I get done recording the song, writing the song, mixing the song, master the song, I got to send it to them, and I need their approval. So if they don't like it, they send it back like, nah, that ain't good enough. Go make something else. That's why you see people in these publishing deals. They'll make 100 songs, and the publishing company don't like none of them. And they can't collect publishing on any records, which is kind of what Walker was in right now. That's why he went to another lane, because they control all that shit. Don't ever sign no commitment deal. It is not up to them to decide what's dope and what's not. 